Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. We're talking Packers pretty much all Football. afternoon. Football. So I figure we got to bring in a little bit of G-Force as well. We're talking about the Packers defense all throughout the first hour. But joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline to talk some more Packers and baseball as well, it is Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight and the BetMGM MLB podcast. Horvy, good to hear from you, man. How you doing? Great to hear from you. More importantly, great to hear some G-Force yeah. on my drive into work. Well, here, you want to hear a little more? I, I want to hear it. Yeah, I do. All right, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Here fact. we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going 130 right now. <laughs> Traffic's bad out there, man. Careful. <laughs> All right. But obviously, Horvat, before we had you on, we were talking about this Packers defense. All throughout the week, we got sidetracked in other stories that popped up with David Bakhtiari and the wide receivers yeah. and all the contract extensions given out to Matt LaFleur, Brian Gudikins, and Russ Ball. So today, we finally were able to talk about the defense. But I was asking the people, I want to know like where exactly they think this defense ranks among the NFL. Is it top 15, top 10, top 5? Is it best in the league? I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, that's a great question, man, because, you know, going into the season, let's, I mean, going before, let's go before the draft, right? Like, we wondered how they were going to be able to bring everybody on the defensive side of the ball. The, the, the guys that they found last year, you know, and Campbell and Rasul Douglas, we didn't think they had a shot at keeping either of those guys. But then, obviously, Devontae Adams asked to be traded, so they move him, so the Devontae money ends up being able to be spent elsewhere and instead of addressing the wide receiver position, even though I do think they should have traded a second round pick for AJ Brown, especially if that's all it was going to take, I would have thrown in a third round pick. I'm fine with that, but they're able to keep those guys, man. And I think that that's huge because now you have Jair back fully healthy when fully healthy. I think he's the best defensive back in the league. And that includes um, Jalen Ramsey. I think he's better than Jalen Ramsey. I think people will remember that once he gets on the field and plays a full season, fingers crossed. Now you have Rasul Douglas, and you also have Eric Stokes, who last year, man, as a rookie, he became the number one corner, and he was great. So I had no concerns about the secondary. Darnell Savage needs to stay healthy, but I expect big things. Now another year in that defensive system under Joe Barry. We all love Adrian Amos. I think he's one of the more underrated players in Packer history. Seriously, I really mean that, too. Um, he's great. Like, he's not Woodson, he's not Nick Collins, but he's damn good. And... uh I can't believe Bears fans really were trying to 
tell us that Ha Ha Clinton Dix was an upgrade. I still can't believe that. <laughs> but now what I love, man, is the only concern I had about the defense before the draft was stopping the run. And Dean Lowry actually had a pretty good season last year. You know, and I was always frustrated with Dean Lowry. I definitely don't want to see Tyler Lancaster ever again. But Lowry was good. And now you get Kenny Clark some help on the defensive line. I like both of those guys out of Georgia. You know, Quay, he's going to be great. And they finally addressed the inside linebacker position, a position that they've always undervalued, let's be honest. I like Blake Martinez, but he did make tackles 10 yards, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. But he was – I liked Blake. So, I'm glad that they addressed that because they need to be able to stop the run because if you look at how we get destroyed in the playoffs every single year. Right. A couple of years back, San Francisco, man, Jimmy Garoppolo only dropped back eight times in that game, and they rushed for nearly 300 yards. Even last year, San Francisco, they really weren't able to do anything offensively. Last year was a fluke. The Packers were the best team in the league. Special teams was just a disaster. I expect that to improve. So I think realistically, man, they're definitely a top 10 defense if healthy. But I think they could be top five because finally they're going to be able to stop the run. You're not going to be able to double-team Kenny Clark on 80% of the snaps anymore now. Right. So I'm really excited for the defense. I'm more excited for the defense than the offense. I've never said that in my life. I said the exact same thing to lead off the show. Never in my life. And I'm, you know, you're obviously an older Packer fan than I am, but with guys like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre behind the ball, I mean, how can you not be? But, yeah, I mean, finally, not only just there's less question marks on that defense, but like you said, I mean, I think you can really sell people outside of Wisconsin that this could be definitely a top-five defense, if not best in the league, like you said, for a lot of the reasons. But on top of that, guys, like you mentioned, Dean Lowry, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Jaron Reed, Devontae White, but look, I don't – I've been ripping on Dean Lowry a lot, especially last week. And, you know, I always hate yeah. Tyler Lancaster and stuff like that. But I've always thought those guys, they were never starters. They're good, but they're more like rotational pieces. But now they can be in this Packers defense. And a guy like Chris Barnes, too, as well. I mean, I like Chris yeah. Barnes, but, I mean, having Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell in front of him, that's a, that's a perfect backup, in my opinion, with Chris Barnes. And, dude, and the thing is, so, like, obviously we're all excited about Quay, but Devontae Wyatt, I'm way more excited for Devontae Wyatt, to be quite honest, because he's everything that we've always needed, and he's everything that Kenny Clark deserves. I always laugh, you know, not only are we wasting Aaron Rodgers, like, we need to get him some help, but we've been wasting Kenny Clark because we don't know how many good years. I thought B.J. Raji was going to be around forever, man. We don't know we don't know how many years these guys have, and Kenny Clark deserves some help, so... I'm really excited for Wyatt. Not, they're going to be able to stuff the run. Last year, I want to say they were 30th in the league. You know, they gave up four yards. I believe it was 4.1 yards per carry, which was 30th in the league, on runs right up the middle. No longer are teams going to be able to gash them right up the middle. They're going to be able to cover tight ends now with these linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to be, you know, they're going to be more athletic. And that's a great point. Like guys like Lancaster, D. Lowry, right? They're not superstars, man, but you could find a role for them now when you have studs on the defensive line. Like, look at all these good – look at the teams, like, historically that win Super Bowls lately, at least. You know, remember that Eagles team with Nick Foles? They won a Super Bowl because they were able to rotate their defensive linemen. You know, Chris Long would be not even on the field on first and second down. Now Green Bay is going to be able to do that. So, I'm really excited. And I think I think they're going to have a big year on the defensive side of the ball. It all comes down to can they stay healthy. Is everybody, is everybody going to be able to stay healthy? You know, um, I think the preseason is going to be important for somebody like Jair, but just because I want to see him out there hitting again. Because coming off a shoulder injury, that's what you worry about. So right. as long as he's back, man, ready to go, I'm excited. Once again, talk with Ryan Horvath of Bet MGM tonight and the Bet MGM MLB podcast as well. 
You talked about Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. and I mean, I think it's kind of interesting when you look at the roles of those rookies and what they're going into year one compared to the wide receivers because it's like it's like reverse psychology right now where I hear a lot of Packers fans obviously tell me when I talk about the wide receiver core how they think Christian Watson is going to be great because look at all the other second-round receivers we've taken in years past. But those guys had – I mean, Devontae had Jordy in front of him. Jordy had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver in front of him. Greg Jennings had Donald Driver in front of him. Like, those guys didn't have to be number ones right away. I think the same is like they're, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt are in those situations, which will be beneficial to them. But Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, like those guys have such higher expectations in year one than any of those great wide receivers that we mentioned, along with Randall Cobb, who I forget as well. Like these, these wide receivers are going to be thrown into the fire right away. And that's why I'm a little more skeptical about them than I think most Packers fans. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's a great point. And that's what I continue to say, too. Like just because. Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and all these guys weren't first-round picks means nothing because those guys, like you said, weren't forced week one. I mean, also, let's look at the playbook that these guys have to learn. This is a way more complicated system now. This is Matt LaFleur's offense. I I almost feel like it's going to be a little unfair for these guys because, I mean, Jordy, Jordy was playing special teams when he was a rookie. We didn't know what Jordy was out of Kansas State. He was a high school quarterback. Greg Jennings, I love Greg Jennings right away because Brett Favre loved Greg Jennings right away. But like you said, he didn't have to be the man. Randall Cobb, he didn't have to be the man. He was our kick returner and punt returner and slot receiver and kind of the gadget guy. Remember McCarthy loved that stupid direct snap to him, which would go for two yards. It made no sense, but that was like McCarthy getting flashy. Right. And so that's the thing. And Rodgers doesn't trust these guys right away. I have noticed Rodgers, and I said this on Bard show this morning, dude, like, Rodgers has become the leader we've always wanted him to become. Say what you want about the guy. He's got long hair. He's got these crazy tattoos now. But yesterday he stayed after practice. He's chopping it up with the defensive backs. Uh, you know, he's been nothing but complimentary, like, to all these rookie wide receivers and these young guys. He's like, I like our room. Yeah. I like these guys. And he's like, I'm going to be patient with them, too. He wants the Super Bowl, man. He didn't just come back for the $500 million or whatever it is. He came back because he wants to win a Super Bowl. So even if this is a two-year project, I do think it's win now with this defense. But my hopes are, let's be honest, my hopes are we get one of these wide receivers, they're not getting enough targets, they get pissed off, their dad takes the social media, they ask for a trade, he ends up in Green Bay. Or Odell Beckham Jr. is cleared to run here soon, and he ends up in Green Bay. Just because we're starting the season with, you know, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb is one, two, three, doesn't mean we have to finish the season that way. The Rams only continued to get better. Last year they acquired Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., man. So the Packers could do the same thing. But uh, I do kind of hope that they do do something similar. I, I wanted to take a look at Julio. I didn't want to give Julio $6, 7000000 million. But I would, take a sh- I would take a shot with Will Fuller if he was able to play football this year. I can't believe he's still out there. The problem with Will Fuller, he catches one ball at the 72-yard touchdown, and he's out for the next six weeks for your fantasy team. Right. I mean, I was about to bring up Julio Jones, but you just talked about him right there. But, I mean, I just hate the fact that, like, it's like Brian Gutekinds wants to stick it to Devontae Adams and the rest of the NFL. And just, you know, after he you know, brought in Sammy Watkins along with these guys, he, like, wiped his hands. He's like, all right, that's it. I know we're in the final couple of years of Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to prove that I'm a good GM. But it's like, you could have still taking a shot on guys like Julio Jones, if anything, just to play keep away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and to also bring in another veteran leader to kind of show these rookies the ropes. I mean, even if Julio doesn't play, like I said, I'm a Julio truther, man. At the end of the day, I've been fighting for him for the past couple of years, but even I realized last year that it's kind of getting near the end. But if Julio Jones is just down the field for like six, eight games, he's still a great red zone target for this Packers offense if he were to sign with them. Exactly. I'll, and I'll say this too, because I've been talking a lot and I haven't even brought up 
Amari Rogers. You know, Tunyon is going to be back. I think he can catch double-digit touchdowns if healthy. But the thing is, there's a lot of young receivers in that room. Randall Cobb's in that room. Alan Lazard now is a couple years in this system, man. And he put together a really solid, what, final six weeks of the season? Hell, if Aaron Rodgers just hit the Alan Lazard, they're playing the, they're beating the Rams at Lambeau. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, right. so... Lazard can make the plays. He could get himself open. I don't know if he's a number one wide receiver, but in that room, if somebody can't step up and become a number one wide receiver and catch at least 80 balls, then they are all, then they're, you know, none of, none of them, none of them deserve to be in the league because if, if Aaron Rodgers can't turn you into at least a number two, you know, or at least, a, you know, a number one wide receiver, then you got some issues because look what he's done with all of these guys. Greg Jennings, I think Greg Jennings was great, but he never did anything without Rodgers or Favre, right? Um, I mean, James Jones led the NFL with 14 touchdown receptions one year when everybody got hurt. Jordy Nelson, we didn't know what Jordy was. So somebody's got to step up, and luckily we have Aaron Rodgers. You know, Brady did it for years with guys like Deion Branch, so Rodgers should be able to do it too and turn one of these guys into a superstar. It's just tough to predict who, it was, who it's going to be. I won't be shocked if Armari, Armari Rogers ends up being pretty good, though. Right. He can't return kicking. And aside from the wide receivers, Horvath, I heard you bring up a really interesting point when it comes to the running backs, which is the position group I'm most excited about this season for the Packers going into 2022. But you brought up a really interesting and uh, pretty valuable, honestly, being the expert batter that you are. But with A.J. Dillon, what was the season total prop that you brought up before? Oh, yeah, man. I actually took out a small loan to bet. I'm kidding. I bet a lot of money on this, though. Like, I'm talking, like, about five units. I'm not a big – bet this amount of units. I usually bet the same amount on everything. But, uh, dude, A.J. Dillon's touchdowns this year, rushing touchdowns, five and a half is what BetMGM has. And it's only minus 120, meaning you risk $120 to win 100, which is not a big risk. And, uh, dude, if he doesn't have five-and-a-half touchdowns by week eight, I love LaFleur, but he shouldn't be calling the plays anymore if A.J. Dillon's healthy. That's another thing really quickly I want to say about that San Francisco game, which I tortured myself with and watched again last week. No, no. If A.J. Dillon doesn't get hurt in that game, if A.J. Dillon doesn't break his ribs in that game, man, he was cooking. Mm -hmm. They easily win that game. The problem was, like, Aaron Jones – I mean, I love Aaron Jones, but they they needed a guy like A.J. Dillon in that cold-weather game. But – He's going to have over five and a half touchdowns easily, man. He's going to have at least two, three in one game, especially when it gets cold out at Lambeau. I think he's going to have a monster year. And that's the model that they're going with. That's the floor offense, right? We're going to be a running football team. We're going to stuff the run. We're going to, you know, control the clock. We have Aaron Rodgers. And you know what I kind of like, man, is now Rodgers is like, screw it. I'm going to prove everybody wrong once again, just like he did. The last two years when he had to win, go out there and win MVP after the Jordan Love pick two years ago, because now everybody's saying, oh, there's going to be this drop-off. Is Rodgers going to be the same guy without Devontae Adams? We always do that. Is Rodgers going to be the same without Greg Jennings? Yes. Was he the same without Jordy Nelson? He's even better. This is the best version we've ever seen of Aaron Rodgers. So I think they're going to be really good. The, th- the team that scares me is the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to be really good, too. I agree. The Vikings definitely concern me in the NFC North when it comes to other teams in that division. But real quick, once again, one last thing for you, Horvath. We're talking with Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight in the BetMGM MLB podcast. I'd be a fool being the BetMGM MLB podcast host if I didn't ask you about the trade deadline coming up. Because, look, I know Shohei Otani is going to be you know, probably traded eventually. I don't think he's going to be traded this deadline. I think it's a little too late to be taking offers. So 
it's it's definitely going to end with Shohei in Los Angeles, maybe even Mike Trout, because they're never going to figure it out with pitching. But Juan Soto may actually be traded this this trade deadline, if not in the offseason. But you and I kind of agree. I saw you on Twitter. I really think, I unfortunately think there's a real possibility that he might be traded to the Cardinals based on the young talent that they have. But is there anything like a market as far as like favorites, like who is the leading favorite for Juan Soto right now? I haven't seen anything over at MGM at least. So what I've been trying to do is just like look at the market on teams to bet. And I already have a little piece of the Padres anyway from the beginning of the season. Not to win the division, just because the Dodgers, we all know, are going to win 110 games. But to win the World Series and to come out of the NL and win the pennant because they we haven't even seen Tatis, man. And yeah. the pitching, other than Blake Stell, has been solid. Yarvich has been great. Joe Musgrove has been great. And... You know, I mean, Machado was putting together an MVP-type season before he got injured, and we haven't seen Tatis, like I said. I like their young guys, like Mackenzie Gore. So my hope is that I don't know if they'd have to offer C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore, who are, you know, two of their top prospects, obviously two guys that we've seen in the bigs already this year. But I do think they have a nice team that want to win right now where maybe they could steal Juan Soto away from the Cardinals. If he has to leave Washington, I mean, not for, for the family out here, and I don't want Toby to uh, have his heart broken. Right. <laughs> I don't want to break his heart. I got to be honest, man. So I'm hoping for the Padres, right? I Anybody but the Cardinals is what I continue to say. But are we really going to be shocked when the Dodgers swoop in last minute and he's in Los Angeles or the Yankees become a mystery team? And he's a Yankee, and they just say goodbye to Aaron Judge next year, which I don't think they'll do. I, I just have a bad feeling he ends up going to L.A. Yeah. Well, I think the Yankees especially, too, because they actually have some of the top prospects in all of baseball. It was a couple shortstops. And, I mean, what better insurance policy if you lose Judge than Juan Soto? So, yeah, I mean, those markets will definitely be a realistic option outside of St. Louis and San Diego and Seattle as well, who apparently is in the mix. But, Horvat, always appreciate the time, and we'll talk again later on, all right? I'll play you out with some G-Force, all right? Yeah, thank you, my brother. No problem. That was Ryan Horvat of BetMGM Tonight and the BetMGM MLB podcast here on 1250 AM The Fan. We'll take a quick break. After the break, it is the return of Rami Makhlouf, who will join us to talk about what he's been up to in Sacramento, and we'll do another edition of Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery here on 1250 AM The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.